What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Crown Cinema Podcast. In this episode, we are about to watch Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which was directed by Guy Ritchie. Afterwards, we'll come back in here to shoot the shit and talk about it. So grab some popcorn, maybe a drink or two, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We just watched Lock, Lock Stock, Stock, and Two Smoking, smoking Barrels. Barrels. All right. Had you seen this before? I saw it a long time ago. It was probably a few years ago. And okay. If I'm going to be honest, it wasn't as good as I remembered. Oh, okay. That sucks. I thought, I mean, I thought it was decent. You I liked mean, it? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much the same energy as Snatched. Yeah, it was like Snatched, but worse. I mean, yeah, I guess I like Snatched more, but... What, did you not like it? No, I liked it, but it wasn't as good as Snatch. It seemed like a worse version of Snatch, because this is Guy Ritchie's first movie. Okay. And then he made Snatch right after, I think two years later. So it seems like he learned a little bit of lessons and then made Snatch, mm-hmm. which was a lot better than this. Yeah, because this came out in 1998. Yep. Snatch came out in, what, 2001? I think 2000. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what do you rate it? Uh... I mean, it's pretty creative. Um, yeah, it's stylish. Yeah, I mean, I hate the way... I hate the color of the movie, which I know we'll talk about later. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'll give it like a 6.5. I was going to go 6.5. Yeah. So, you know, nothing crazy, but like it was a fun movie to watch. I'd say like it's something like you could just like put on like with your boys like as a... like, But you do... I, it's kind of like Snatch. I mean, you have to pay attention, like, pretty much throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of questions. Because, again, like Snatched, which is our seventh episode. Yep. So we did. Um, it's just a bunch of different characters with their own plots. And it's all about just, like, connecting the dots to pretty much, like, bring in, like, this crazy conclusion. Yeah. So you have to pay attention. Yeah, I gave it a 6.5 mainly because the ending's funny. Like, it ends well. We're smiling, laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good ending. But the beginning, it starts off so confusing because there's so many different storylines and so much information. And Guy Rich is just kind of, like, throwing a bunch of stuff at you. So it's really hard to keep track of it. So that part of it, yeah. I'm kind of like... Which I kind of like. I, to me, I think when somebody does that in a movie, they're kind of doing it on purpose. You just have to, like, as the audience member... You just have to sit back and be like, listen, I surely the director will like eventually like get me to figure this out. Yeah. But so I, you just gotta like roll with the punches a little bit. But even then without you guys, we wouldn't have been able to figure out the movie. We asked every single one of us asked a question like, wait, why'd they do that? Yeah, well, I mean that was also because like I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess I was kind of falling in and out of it, but you know, nobody goes and watches this kind of movie like alone, I feel like, especially in theaters. Yeah, it wasn't as because because there's so much. It was not as interesting. Like you have to force yourself to watch it to get to the point where it all when it all collides and gets much better. So, yeah. But then I think how crazy it starts. It's kind of funny. I mean, I was doing it. Um, I think Scott heard me. Like you pretty much get to see exactly where it's about to go. Um, as the movie's like kind of coming to an end, you're like oh shit, like this is about to happen because like he's dead and now like, you know, 
And so it was like kind of fun in a way. Yeah, it gets fun towards you're the like, end. You're predicting it in a way, even though like everybody can clearly see like what's happening. Yeah. So Scott, what do you rate it? Um, I'd probably say five. It was a fun movie. I liked the plot a lot. It was um, it was kind of hard to understand them because they're so British. Yeah, it's like the Peaky Blinders issue. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was lit terribly, colored terribly. But I, I think like, that's part of it, though. No, the I color know. was driving me fucking crazy. Even if it's part of it, it's not very appealing. That's right. It's not very appealing, but I see why he does it because it's gritty it's grungy and it's because these guys are just living this gritty grungy life where they're just trying to get over on each other they're trying to take the easy way out and then they just end up getting fucked all the time just let the story tell that then i i personally yeah i'm with scott because i remember i thought at first it was gonna be like uh when we watched butch cassidy and the sundance kid yeah the beginning scene is like in black and white it's like kind of shot i think they do it in tombstone too but it just it's old school and it's like kind of like send out like a bang for the movie and then it changes to color you know right and uh i remember thinking with this movie i was like oh okay this will be cool and like 45 minutes goes by and i'm just like oh okay this is just how it is this is how it's gonna look that sucks um, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of times where it's just quick. overblown, like the highlights are just blown out. But yeah. I guess it's it kind of mirrors because the, the characters talk witty. The shots are cool, I think. It's very stylized. The camera moves fast sometimes, and it's very creatively shot. But then the cinematography, not the cinematography, the color grading and the you know effects on it are very grungy and not appealing. So it's almost mirroring what the movie is like where they're trying to live this lifestyle of crime, and they're trying to get successful and they're trying to they're hoping to gamble and win riches and they're hoping to sell these guns and get riches and they think they can get this lifestyle where it's going to be pretty and flashy but in the end it's not like that yeah well again it's gross and grungy um, and gritty like we said um this is his first movie so obviously he learned his lesson because he never did that again who guy Ritchie. well kind of oh i guess yeah the color grade right yeah but snatch is not as much but it still is a kind of gritty not nearly as bad no but it, the colors are very similar still it's kind of dull it's that green well, yeah, brown I mean, look it's london yeah london's yeah. just ugly and rainy right. and gross yeah but I, like at least like you know you could tell like brad pitt's hat was brown i guess <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's in this movie it's in the beginning it's hard to tell who's who it's hard to remember because you're getting introduced to so many characters. Yeah. So you kind of forget who's on whose team, who's siding with who, who's working for who. In Snatch, it's been a while since we've seen it. It's like been 30 episodes ago. But it seemed like we were able to remember the teams a lot easier. The Guy Ritchie, in the second edition of it with Snatch, he was able to kind of make us understand and, and separate the cast and characters much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I thought it was, I thought the ending was much better than it was. I guess I like the guns, like the whole gun joke at the end. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, like I like, it's like, did he throw the gun off the bridge? You know, that was, that was clever. I mean, it was kind of a letdown because like I'm kind of on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh shit. 
Like, are they going to get to him? Yeah, but like the ending makes sense. Like, like we've done a lot. You, you know, you yeah. can decide for yourself if he got it or not. Yeah, you um, can also kind of mirror like you or you can. You remember from Snatch the last scene when everything kind of collides together. Mm-hmm. With the you know you see everything happen first and then you see it all happen at once. Yeah. This movie had a, had a similar thing where everything kind of crashed together at the end, but it wasn't as good. And I noticed he used the similar kind of effect with the, you know, music is ramping up, you know, obviously to get the, get the tension rising. Mm-hmm. Um, but Snatch just made it feel better, in my opinion. This movie had you feel anxious, but because there was just so much going on, you're not really, you're not that anxious for what's going to happen because, again, you're kind of confused almost on what's really happening. What team, what are they trying to get? Yeah. Just like, wasn't as clear. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I also thought there was one thing in this movie that I just didn't like. What? I thought it was a bit of a easy way out, kind of lazy writing. Um, <coughs> it's whenever the original robbers, like the guys that robbed the dudes that had all the weed. Mm-hmm. And then it's right after they just got robbed and they're trying to like figure out like who did this. Like you wouldn't know it if it was your fucking neighbor. And as he says it, he slams the guy. It's like a cartoon way out. Like he slams his guy's head in it and he just so happens to see that they've been like recording him. I like that. And all this. What? No, that was so cheesy. That's the point though. What What did you think about when they shot the guy's uh, hair? Cheesy, yeah, yeah, but pretty, it's, it's yeah, a, the same thing. It's <laughs> labeled as a comedy. No, I get, yeah, I mean, I guess it's funny. Because, I mean, Guy Ritchie's known for his witty writing. He always has these, like, Snatch was the same way. It's very witty. I don't remember Snatch, like, doing something that, like, obvious. Because Guy Ritchie's also really well known for, like, well thought out, like, crazy things right. that connect. But, like, that was just... Because it kind of ruins the whole idea for the the guys, to me. I mean, I'm just watching it because they're like, no way he would think that his next door neighbor would rob you. And then they did it. They got away with it. Like, everything was going to go smoothly. And he just throws his buddy's whole, like, head into the wall. But like, that's believable, though, because they are next door neighbors. The walls are so thin. That's why they were able to listen to it. So if he just angrily throws somebody against the wall, and then it's like, oh, fuck. Which is a funny coincidence that spirals the storyline out of control even more. So I thought it was a good. I, I, I didn't think it was lazy at all. No, nah, I thought it was lazy. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, I just explained. I mean, yeah, like I thought, I thought it was pretty lazy, like way out. Did you like it, Scott? I liked it. Yeah. 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 But it's it's. I don't, I don't know if it's lazy. It'd be lazy if they just stumbled upon it. That's lazy. But they creatively they, got him into that situation. Like that you believe Like you could believe That they did that Lazy writing would be If it was Not believable And it's like Really I mean I didn't think it was That believable He just happened to Throw his head In the wall And it's right where Like the mic was Like But they were recording Right on the thin wall That they shared Yes And he could have Thrown him into Any other wall Like other part of the wall I'm surprised you didn't Like that I thought that, I thought you would have Liked that scene No no, it was pretty, I mean, it was as corny as what Scott said, like, whenever he, like, got shot at the beginning, and his hair's, like, split. I thought that was, fu- I thought that was funny, yeah, but I also, I was like, you know, that's like a Tom and Jerry type thing. Yeah. 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 But, still, I mean, it's, but it's supposed to be a comedy. There's supposed to be these silly 
stuff when the guy gets his hair blown off. Obviously, that's a silly part of the movie. Yeah. You know, the... Thought it was... Hel- okay, I will say, you know, I remember me and Scott, like, pretty much put it together at the same time. Like, that guy, like, his hair was so obviously a wig. Like, it had to... Like, that must have been done on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm just looking at him and he's talking and he's supposed to be this serious robber. But, like, he so obviously has, like, this Afro wig on. And it was, and I was like, why? Like, what was the point of this? And then when he got shot, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Both. And then notice that his hair never looked like that again. It was, like, messy and not, like, curly. So, yeah. like, they just took the wig off. It's interesting that this is Guy Ritchie's first movie. And usually when you make a first movie, you try to, it was a low budget. I think it was, like, a, <laughs> a million and a half is what it was made for. Um, so usually when you make your first movie, you want to try to, Keep it simple. Keep it smaller. Just like Quentin Tarantino when he made Reservoir Dogs, you know, it was a smaller cast, mainly one location to keep it easy, simple, so that way they could pull it off. <laughs> but Guy Ritchie put a fuck ton of characters in it. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of interweaving of the storyline, a lot of different locations. I guess it's not an insane amount of locations, but it's definitely many. Um, so it's interesting on his first one that he went big and, yeah. and went for it. But... For a first movie, it's not bad. I'm trying to think. I mean, were there were there that many locations? It seemed like everything was kind of just shot in this like same neighborhood kind of thing. Yeah, it was probably. I, like, didn't think, I didn't think it was like a crazy amount of locations. Yeah, maybe not a crazy amount of locations, but definitely a but lot, a of lot of characters. characters yeah. yeah, but I mean, who knows? Like how long he's probably had this written out for? Yeah, yeah. And with those characters, I thought. Let me let me know if you agree with this. Mm. In the beginning, I felt like it was not. He, I felt like it was a cheap way to try to get us interested in these characters. Whenever he was freeze framing on them and explaining how they got their nicknames, it helped you kind of relate to them and get a little bit of a backstory on them. But then again, it's like, did you not like it when they did that in Snatch? I don't remember to be honest. I could say yeah or no, but I don't, I don't really remember exactly how it was. Yeah, he pretty much does the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. I just. It was a lot of because it was a lot of guys. There's also a lot of side characters because back then it was they showed like Turkish and Turkish was the main guy. They showed yeah. uh, Brad Pitt's character, so it's a little bit bigger actors maybe because with Brad Pitt in it, and then bigger characters because again when you see when they talk about they talk about Soap why he got his nickname and that doesn't come up really later. The, the reason why he got his nickname oh, yeah. like because he keeps his hands clean. I guess you know. Maybe that does come back later when he talks about the his knives. You know, he wants to be a professional. Remember when he was, soap was being a little wait soap? No, his name is Chef. No soap. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was soap. I thought they called him the Chef because he was a. Cook. They did call him the Chef, but I think his and nickname then, was Soap because oh. they kept his hands clean. That's what they, that's what they said. Okay, I'm pretty I, sure. I, yeah, yeah, I must, yeah, okay. I must have missed that part. Um, and then, um, what's the one you liked? The baptized the ba- the, or Baptist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Baptist. The Baptist. Yeah, that was good. But that should have came up later. He should have. He drowned never drowned. Somebody. He never drowned anybody else. Like so later that's just on like a thing that, a cool little fact about him. Hey, this character's interesting because of this, and yeah. then they don't use it later. So it seemed just a lot of those little nicknames seemed pointless to me. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, because the bap, the Baptist. Yeah, that should have been a thing. If you're gonna tell us in the beginning that he's the Baptist and he drowns people, let's see somebody get drowned, or at least let's see a character be scared of getting drowned. Yeah, because the member in Snatch, 
Again, I think Snatch is just <laughs> Guy Ritchie just did this movie, learned everything he did wrong, and then made Snatch because mm-hmm. it's kind of the same exact situation, same kind of story. It's just about a diamond as opposed to guns. Yeah. Um, so in Snatch, <laughs> yeah. the pig guy, whatever the fuck his name was, I I don't remember. Yeah, I don't but, remember either. But I mean, he was in he, this movie. He feeds, you know. It's always it's constantly talked about that he'll feed you to his pigs, and he feeds somebody to the pigs, and you see him actually yeah. fucking with this pig. So that little character trait so, yeah, was genius, meaningful and genius scary. Way to hide the body. Yeah, do pigs actually eat bones? Can you look that up? I feel like I mean, uh, I think they eat everything. Yeah, I, I think so too. Well, because he yeah. would starve them for like two weeks. Pigs almost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost anything. Yeah, you'd starve bones. them for two weeks, so it's like, I think like anything would eat the bones if they're like starving, starving. I mean, you have bone marrow. Bone marrow. Yeah. You know, Only like that, that's food. I just remember, like, I went and saw bones and all. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, after they like haven't, because the I remember in that movie, not to like go off topic, which we totally are but like <laughs> if they didn't eat a human for like a year after they're used to like having one a month mm. like if they go a year like if they're just eating a human like once a month they'll just eat the human and not the bones but then like if they go a year like they'll eat everything to where there's nothing left but how do you eat the bone <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you can crack it open and eat, I guess, the marrow inside, but like yeah, a, I don't know. Like a dog, I don't know. But yeah, so that's how it's it, kinda, would ma- it would make sense that pigs, especially like if they've been starving for two weeks mm-hmm. and then they have to like eat as much as the other pigs, it's like, I better eat the bone because this is all I'm getting. It's funny how Guy Ritchie, he writes movies where the evil guy will throw dead bodies in the pigs to eat them all. Um, but if you're an American writer... We have the Everglades. Mm. That's where you throw bodies to get destroyed. You ever seen those guys on um, like Instagram or TikTok that go around and catch critters in the Everglades? No. You've never seen it? Like this dude like who walk around. I think we've established that your algorithm and my <laughs> algorithm are completely different. I thought you had some violence on there too. This isn't violence. But he, he calls, he like walks barefoot in the Everglades. With his flashlight and his phone, recording stuff, and I guess he's a, I don't know, pet shop owner or something. But he goes and collects all these random reptiles, venomous snakes. He'll snatch up like he calls them swamp puppies, alligators. Um, yeah, but he snatches them up and just walks around barefoot in the Everglades in the middle of the night. That's cool. Has he ever come upon like a dead body? No, I mean, I'm sure there's no dead bodies in the Everglades because everything will eat it. Mm, okay. I've never, I mean, I've never heard of the Everglades being where people dump dead bodies. Really? That's like a big thing. Okay. Because there's so much alligators, anacondas. Okay. Pythons. Yeah, I'm good to know. <laughs> yeah, don't go to the Everglades. Because like you hear about Disney World when kids get snatched by crocodiles at Disney World in Orlando. You heard of those stories? Mm-mm. You have? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never heard. Grace Florida's radar is just way off. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I mean, I knew about the, the alligators, I guess, but yeah, Florida's sketchy. That's why people. That's why they say that people from Florida are sketchy, 
not sketchy, but like crazy is because they have so much risk in Florida because there's so many things out there to kill you. Mm. I just didn't know alligators like ate dead bodies. Oh, you fucking whatever. Like I saw a video today of a dude, I guess he was an alligator wrestler, rolling up <laughs> rolling up to a gate Badass. where an alligator was stuck behind this fence, like a gated fence. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, and he's like just being, you know, funny, flipping his phone around and the alligator fucking knocks the fence over and starts like crawling toward him. Yeah, fuck 12 foot dinosaur. Yeah, fuck that. Literally dinosaur. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of crocodile shit. And now I'm like, I have so much alligator shit on my Facebook reels. That's what I hate. Facebook reels. That's the worst. You ever get on Facebook? I'm not. For yeah, Facebook reels? I'm, uh, no, I'm not really on Facebook that often. Um, at this point, it's just like, go leave stupid comments on this one guy's post. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I got to post for work. So I get on there just habitually. And then I fucking hop on reels and they're just the dumbest shit. And I'm like, why the, why am I watching this? No, I I don't know what, I don't know what my Facebook algorithm would be. If anything. It's lame. It's lame. Um, but back to lock stock and two smoking barrels. Um, who do you think's like the most British in this movie? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the guy. That keeps ordering the two people to get the guns back for Harry. What's his name? Oh, the Baptist. Yeah. I think, I think the Baptist is the most British. Yeah. The mo- for like, most of th- like talk like this, like his like bottom lip, like to the side a little bit, and his bottom teeth are sticking out a little bit. I was like, that's a fucking Brit right there. For most of that movie, I was like squinting my eyes, head forward, listening intently to try to understand what they were saying. I thought I got the hang of it. I just thought towards the end a little bit, but in the beginning it was rough. <laughs> they even put up subtitles for one guy who was talking real British slang. Yeah, you were you, were you there for that one? Mm-hmm. It's whenever the the bartender was telling the the black gang guy that I guess sold the weed, the main guy. What was his name? Whatever his name was. The black drug lord. Yeah, whenever the one who they try to sell. The mm-hmm. weed back to? Yeah. He was explaining what happened. Like, remember whenever the guy came out on fire? Yes. He explained how that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I didn't even... Th- I think you were coughing and peeing. No. That, <laughs> the bathroom. I, no, that's when I was eating. Okay. No. Um, the fire... Yeah, because it's just one of those movies where, like, so much shit happens. I was kind of like them whenever they reacted to it. Like, they just, like, look... See that this guy's on fire, and then they just walk in to go get their beers. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of how I felt. Like, I never, like, I was just like, all right, dude on fire, what else? But, so in that scene, the bartender was explaining to them the story, but he was using, like, real strong slang words. Like, stuff you you wouldn't understand unless Mm -hmm. you were, like, from that area, probably. So they had to use subtitles to tell you what he was really saying. Yeah. Because they were being real British. I've seen something... That does that, or it's done that before too. I remember thinking when I watched Snatch that they absolutely should have done that. I thought about character. the beginning if I, we should turn on the subtitles or not. Not no, honestly, with this movie, like I, I thought maybe I just kind of caught on quick. I was like, I, I understand what they're saying. Yeah, when it's like when it's uh Jason Statham and his crew, you can understand those guys. Yeah, I yeah, I don't remember thinking like, wait, what? What did you just say? Like. 
it's funny like these movies with guy Ritchie, it's i guess snatch like these movies i'm talking about i guess just snatch and this one is that it's just dumb criminals that consistently make the stupid decisions and get each other in trouble all that yapping all that yapping ruins everything yeah they think because they got those weird little accents that that gives them the right to just talk more when really if you're gonna be doing all this criminal stuff you need to shut the fuck up what what guy Ritchie does when he writes these a lot of the conflict is just between the characters and their relationships like it's just like all of them disagreeing about what they're gonna do like that's the conflict and then they go do something and then it spirals out of control because they don't agree on it yeah that seems to be like the point of conflict he constantly writes with these storylines just these relationships where everybody doesn't un- agree with each other and that causes it to spiral out of control I think now we've watched this we need to go watch uh, The Gentleman here mm-hmm. pretty soon yeah just to like compare yeah because I remember I liked The Gentleman but that I'm was already good. I'm kind of forgetting because that was yeah that was two years ago when I saw that and like I already kind of forgot what happens or how the story's told. I mean, I remember it gets ridiculous, but it didn't. F- was it kind of like this? Yeah, it was similar to how he does like the voiceover type of things. Because the one thing I like I about mean, like, it, plot wise, like, nah, it's not like a heist or like a. They're not trying to rob or steal. I don't remember. I don't remember to be honest. They might be. Shit. That might be. That might be another one. Like. I think we should watch that. We should watch it. I like. I did like it when I watched it in theaters. I did too. Yeah. So maybe I think that's just the next one we watch. Yeah. But I like how Guy Ritchie does these. The way he tells these stories, where it's kind of like you're peering into them, and it's like he tells you these stories as if somebody was telling you the story, like a friend was telling you how this all went down. Because mm-hmm. it'll pause, voiceover will happen, and it'll tell you like how the scene played out, like a buddy's just like explaining to you the scene. Yeah. Which is interesting because usually they always say like show don't tell, but I think he does it. He doesn't do it in areas where you would need no, to he does show it at the right time. Yeah, he does it when it's just like he explains how the characters reacted. Yeah, and then it you know kind of cuts to the chase. Yeah, because I think, and he probably understands. First off, it's probably hard as shit, like the way that these movies are done, like this one and Snatch, like just a bunch of different characters with like their own storylines that have to connect like that's got to be insanely hard to write but you also don't want to make it too long although it's probably really hard to make it that long Mm -hmm. or maybe it's like i wonder if it's harder to make it shorter because like you can just keep going and going and making connections you probably find yourself like making a pattern but yeah i wonder how much he cut away from the script yeah but you don't want it to be too long because you're just going to lose the audience Cause it's just gonna be exhausting. Like holy fuck! Like yeah, cause I've already, I already felt like in the beginning it was, it was taking too long to get into it. Cause like I think the biggest flaw in the beginning was that it didn't, I didn't know what the movie was about until like thirty minutes in. Yeah, I thought it was about to be more about uh, a card game. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so the, the set, like I think a lot of the stuff in the beginning, you could have ditched it, and just got to the card game faster to get him in debt faster so now we're okay now he's got to pay the debt back mm-hmm. but it took a while to build up to him to play the card game and so you got to really be wanting to watch this movie to watch it like if, if i'm gonna be honest if i was gonna watch this movie by myself i might have switched it off before it got good i thought yeah. i thought it just took too long yeah i'm kind of the same way um 
like I said in the beginning of this episode, is like, this is a movie I'd want to like watch how we do it. Like I would never just go by myself. Like yeah, I don't watch think I'd, yeah I don't think I'd watch it again. I watched it the first time I liked it, but this time. Wait, how old were you when you watched it? I mean, I was older than eighteen. Oh, okay. So it was yeah, like just like a few years ago. Maybe it was. I don't think it was I in didn't high know school. If you were like a kid, okay. No, no, no. Because I wanted to. I was trying to catch up on some of Guy Ritchie's movies because I know he's I've, the movies I've seen of him is good but I haven't seen mm-hmm. all of his movies yeah like I've seen me and you have both seen if not all of Tarantino movies mm-hmm. almost all of them if not all of them I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them pretty sure we've seen all of them yeah because Death Proof the Death Proof episode sealed it that's yeah. when I wa- we watched them all mm-hmm. but there's a lot of Guy Ritchie movies that are good that I haven't seen yeah he's got a new one coming out like soon. I think we've talked about this. No, it, like the trailer just dropped. Okay. It's about uh. Who's in it? Hen- um. Is it the Ministry of Ungenital yep. Warfare? Yep. Henry Cavill. Is in it? Superman. Mm-hmm. But it's about the first ever special forces operation. Okay. It looks pretty cool. April eight nineteenth. Thad Castle. Yep. Reacher now. He plays Reacher. I know. It's so weird. People like saying Jack Reacher. I'm like, Thad Castle. I never watched that. You got to watch it. I know. I I feel like I missed the time to watch it. Yeah. Well, because it was so popular Like when I was in high school. What's it called? Blue Mountain State. Yeah, Blue Mountain State. But I just remember like I watched it. I think I was like a freshman in high school. And then, you know, the rest of high school, you're like, God, I just can't wait to go to college. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because you're like, this is how it is. Yeah, because I think the time to watch that movie is like early college, high school. Yeah, it'd probably be like kind of sad to watch. No, it's still funny. But like, now that you've already been through college, you're just like, fuck, this looks awesome. (laughs) But I'm going to go back to Sigma Chi. Yeah. I'm going to be one of them 24-year-old dudes partying over there still. Christ. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. Catching um, str- I'm getting cooked. What are the ratings? What do the critics' ratings say for this movie, Scott? What is like IMDb's score? 8.1. Damn. That's pretty high for IMDb. Because I think like The Godfather is like an 8.7 or something like that. What? Oh, fuck that then. Maybe, I don't care what see. they say. I've actually, I'm, no. I IMDb is the reason why my scores are always like around seven, or they used to be at least nine point two. Oh, okay, okay, nine point two. I I guess most of the good movies on IMDb are eights though. Okay, not many because yeah, again, know. The Godfather's nine point two. You know, you you would think the critics would rate that way up there. Mm-hmm. But what's the highest? What's the highest rated movie? Let's guess. Hold on, let's guess. The Wizard of Oz. No. You think that? I'm going to guess probably it's either going to be, <laughs> I bet Shawshank is one of them. It's probably top three. <coughs> um, damn, what's another group? Yeah, maybe sh- maybe Shawshank. I don't know. I mean, I typically disagree with what they say most of the time anyway. So Shawshank is number one. Nice. Whoa. Nice. Dark, the Dark Knight's number three. 
Dude, we should, we should make yeah. an episode on that. The Dark Knight? Yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of people have seen it. What's number two? The Godfather. Okay, so what's, what's Shawshank's rating? Okay. 9.3? Yeah, 9.3. Okay. Godfather Part 2. I thought... I think the Godfather Part 2 is better than the first one. Have you seen them recently? Never seen them. You've never seen them? No. Holy shit. Why have you not told me this? <laughs> we should definitely make an episode on these, too. So there's a lot of movies to watch. There's a lot of movies to watch. You ever watch You ever watch 12 Angry Men, Scott? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, I watched that for class or something, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Scott, do you mind looking up how much money Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels made? Mm-hmm. I know it was $1.5 million, right? Yeah, it was... 1.3. Yeah, 1.3. Which I guess isn't that small of an amount back then. Well... Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, twenty eight million. Wow, not bad, guy. Wow, you think he makes? So okay, you might know this, Scott. Do these kind of filmmakers? They make movies, they make short films and like shit they don't release yet to practice, and then they make. All right, now this is my official movie. Um, sometimes they'll they'll bring them to film festivals and then make make a movie out of it. Like you can make a short film into a movie. Yeah, like Whiplash. Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, because you always see filmmakers have their first movie, and it's kind of like Locks Lock or two, bar- two Smoking Barrels where it's good, you know, when you expect it to be shitty. Like, when what, what's their, like, 17-year-old? When they were 17 years old, what, where's that movie? Mm-hmm. Where's the stupid ones that me and Scott probably have on YouTube? Yeah. Unlisted. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. they're out there. I thought it was okay. I thought... Probably, I would assume this is probably his worst movie, Guy Ritchie's. Yeah, I'm not as big of a Guy Ritchie fan as you are, but I mean... I'm really not that big of a fan. I, I Just the ones that I've seen I've liked, and I know he's one of those big... You know, he's like the filmmaker that writes and directs his own stuff. He's like mm-hmm. a Tarantino type, or he's in Scorsese type, where like it's his genre of, of movie. Yeah. And he definitely has his own specific style, so... No, I'll say like Quentin's first movie versus Guy's, Quentin Clear's... Yeah, I mean, Quentin's the greatest of all time. And Guy's got some flops, too. Does he? Like what? Um, I think people didn't like the King Arthur one he made. He made a King Arthur movie. I saw it as a kid, and I liked it, but again, I was a kid, so mm-hmm. who knows if it was actually any good. I was, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, because there was this one movie that came out. I think I was like seven years old. It was Aragon. Yeah, oh, shit. You don't remember that? I remember that. And like, I think he, like... I, it Is had it something dragon? to do with the dragons, yeah. And I remember as a kid, I thought it was awesome. But then, like, as I got older, I remember looking it up to see. And first off, I guess the CGI was just horrendous. Yeah, I can imagine. And, like, it, like, did terrible in the <laughs> box office. And I was like, how? Yeah. I love this movie so much. But what? nothing. I'm trying to remember what my movie was as a kid that I thought was the greatest movie of all time. Um, I don't, I think it was Aragon because I think I might've even tried to watch it again. And I was like, God, <laughs> this is awful. Like, this is terrible. And like, it kind of just sucked because like you're wanting to watch it like from that nostalgia. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, 
God, five-year-olds really are just fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. Mercedes' little cousin. Are you looking at it right now? (laughs) Is that dragon just, like, terrible? I remember that. It's got, like, a human's face. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably an actor. What's it about? Let's see. It's a kid's movie, obviously, right? Or was it a serious movie that was just, like, PG? I thought it was PG-13. I think he's it should here. be at the top, maybe. He's trying to capture dragons. Uh, Arya, elf princess, flees with a strange stone. No, of what? Princess of what? Ellis Mera <laughs> flees with a strange stone pursued by Durza, a dark sorcerer under the wicked king, Galbatrix. <laughs> Durza manages to corner Arya, but unfortunately she uses her magic to teleport the stone away moments before she's captured. As a, yeah. Okay. Sounds pretty I remember sick. that stone. I remember there was a stone involved. I knew there was some type of rock. Yeah. They got to they got to go back and redo that movie. Let's redo it. Like give it another chance. They're doing it with uh the Avatar and the Last Airbender right now, which I'm hype about. I'm hyped too because I never saw the live action movie. Dude, it was fucking trash. Yeah. I mean, I I think I remember seeing a trailer for it when I was a kid. Yeah. And thinking, "Oh, this is going to be bad." Well, I mean, first of all, they cast a bunch of like, <coughs> they called Ang Ong. Did they? Yes. It was some like weird looking white kid and it's an anime. It's like all these kids are not white. Yeah. So they have actually good casting. The kid, I mean, it's going to be probably kid. It's probably going to be a little, you know, like it's going to be a kid show probably. Yeah. I but mean, so was Avatar. I, dude, I don't care. I went back and watched it. Uh, what? Three years ago? Yeah, I think it was like 2021. Yeah, no, it holds up. Like, it, there's definitely kid moments in it. But it's kind of nice. It's so good. It, don't, it's, it, it doesn't is. ruin it. Yeah. That is such a good show. Such a great show. Let's hope they don't ruin the live action show. I don't think they will. You know they, what sucks about it, though? Mm. Is that we have to wait to watch the next seasons. We can't just binge it like we did the cartoon. Yeah. We can only I see wonder, book one. Yeah, and I wonder if they're like end up changing anything at all or if it's just verbatim well the i've heard the creators of the original cartoon left this one they left the production so the live yeah that's not a good sign oh oh okay (laughs) that's not a good sign but who knows i mean maybe they just really like disagreed but anyways um any more thoughts on what we just watched. Um, I would say my final review is it's cool. The ending really saved it. It got better as it went on, but at the beginning it just kind of took a while to get going. I liked the witty dialogue. I thought some of the witty corny stuff was funny. Mm-hmm. You know, not like bursting out laughing funny, but it was just like, you know, a little joke there. Joke here. I think uh, in a way he probably like originally had it written better as to how he finds out his neighbors are, but to like save time. I don't think so. I think that was very, I would think so. That's a good little witty. That's like, I'd, I'd totally disagree with you on that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I totally disagree with you and Scott per usual, per usual. Um, but yeah, I mean, fun movie. Don't stress too hard about the beginning. Um, Cause yeah, it all it all connects at the end, and as it does start to build that connection, you're kind of, you're gonna be like me. You're just gonna be looking. 
hey, this is about to happen. Yep. So. Yep. I'll probably skip this one and just watch Snatch because it's a way better version. Of Agreed. This yeah. You should watch it. It's good. Yeah, Snatch is good. All right. Uh, that's all I got. I'm pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> sure I'm done. All right, cool. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And without further ado, we are out. Seems